You're listening to the Free Oromia podcast, dedicated to amplifying the voices of freedom. Thanks for tuning in to the Free Oromia podcast. Visit our website at freeoromia.org. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Team Free Oromia and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Team Free Oromia. You can also give us a call on the Free Oromia podcast hotline at 430-755-0727 and leave us a voicemail asking us questions or giving us your feedback. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Free Oromia podcast, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of freedom, liberation, and decolonization. I am your host for today, Jal Maro, and I am, of course, joined by my fantastic usual co-host, <laughs> Jal Ango. Hello. 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 It's good to be back again. Yeah. Uh, feels like it's been a minute, so mm-hmm. good to be back in the studio. Um, yes. Today, we're going to be discussing the upcoming Ola Day or Guya Wabo, which takes place annually on January 1st. Mm-hmm. And to cover this topic, we've brought on two special guests today. Uh, we have a returning guest co-host, Jal Mesa. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> new for the first time to the Free Oromia virtual studio, we have Kayo Bashir. Welcome. I appreciate it. It is an honor. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It is an honor. <laughs> Well, it's an honor to have you both. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Mesa and Kayo have both been doing a lot of work as part of a fundraising team um, to support efforts on the ground. And we're really happy to have them here today to discuss um, some of their efforts and some related topics. So um, warm welcome to all of you. How's everyone doing today? Good. Thank you. How are you? I think I'm, I'm I'm really just excited to be in the space of uh, people that I've been looking up to, like I mentioned earlier, you know, so Amaro uh, and even my own little brother right here, uh, Mesa, you know, so uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So uh, yeah, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. No, we're really, really excited to have you both. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting to this conversation with you. So uh, mm-hmm. let's go. Yes. Um, Before we get into today's episode and this really important topic, listeners, go ahead and follow us on our social media. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, Twitter at Team Free Oromia. Um, Please also visit our website, www.freeoromia.org, and take the Free Oromia survey. All right. So, um, as I mentioned um, in the beginning, Guya Wabo or Ola Day is coming up on January 1st, which is just two days after this episode releases. So every year on this day, basically starting off the new year, um, Oromos around the world pay tribute to our liberation fighters and the heavy sacrifices that they have paid. Um, so I just wanted to start off by asking you what reflections you have um, as we are approaching Guya Wabo and 
how do you like to or how do you plan to partake and pay tribute? Yeah, uh, I think this is a really uh, great question. I think like you mentioned, you know, this day is uh, designated as a time for the Oromo people, especially uh, us within the diaspora to express, you know, our appreciation for uh, the many soldiers and, you know, leaders past and even present uh, who have been, you know, willing to put their lives at risk uh, to serve our people, you know, country and even defend uh, our way of life, you know. So most importantly, uh, I think it's also, uh, it also highlights that, you know, we too have an armed struggle uh, that seeks, uh, you know, our support every day, you know. Uh, sometimes it would be nice to think that, you know, there's no need to remind us that, you know, the importance of this day, uh, but that is not the case, you know, especially for many of us within, like I mentioned, within the diaspora that uh, at times feel very distant from the ongoing uh, struggles back home. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves struggling on uh, fighting amongst ourselves about how do we contribute and get involved, you know? So I think, you know, this is a very important task that uh, shouldn't be, you know, left just back just to, you know, our parents uh, or uh, individuals back home, you know? So I think uh, my reflection or how I reflect on this is that, you know, uh, these last few years more than ever, you know, I think we've, uh, there has been a new range uh, sense of hope for Webble, you know, uh, not only referring to uh, the advancement on the ground, but even amongst the Oromos, you know, uh, it feels like the last few years, it seems like it's been uh, cool to be Oromo again, you know, and it's not trying to use Trump's reference, but, you know, it's, you know, everybody's proudly waving their flag and uh, speaking their language and, uh, you know, challenging everybody in their circles, you know, so I think I like to consider uh, myself as, as one that has been doing that, you know, but also at the same time, I've been a passive Oromo is what I, I refer to myself uh, that, you know, claims the title, uh, but hasn't really invested uh, time or learn, uh, yeah, time um, to learn and uh, contribute intentionally to the struggle. So, you know, um, in the last few years, you know, I think we've found catchy anthems like Kawe uh, Malay and uh, surrounding myself with people like you guys. I think many of us are now really contributing, you know, so, um, yeah, I think uh, we just need to continue uh, challenging many of the misconceptions, um, especially within diasporas, even within, even though distant and at times disconnected from the groundwork, we must continue to educate ourselves um, and find ways to organize support and, you know, amplify the struggles of those uh, on the ground, you know, and then uh, lastly, all of us must, you know, in a way, in a sense, uh, institutionalize and celebrate this day is the way I think about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think institutionalizing it is a is a good way to put it um, mm-hmm. and kind of using it as, I guess, uh, a platform to remind us of our ongoing efforts and kind of push us a little bit to take it to the next level for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Wubble, speaking of Ola, let's discuss updates on Ola's operations. Are there any updates that you would like to highlight for our listeners? Um, yeah, there, there are actually, um, I've been recently a lot of major updates with, uh, Ola. Um, uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is, their recent activity in um, Eastern Aromia. Um, for the last uh, few years now, 
you haven't had you haven't heard much of um, OLA in Eastern Aromia, um, but suddenly within the last month, uh, we've seen major activity by um, the OLA in Eastern Aromia. Um, this activity has has not only uh, been in um, Eastern Harage, it's also been in Western Harage, um and in the areas around Dere Dawa. Um, it's been so significant that uh, um, Somali Special Forces are now on the way to um, that area to help uh, reinforce the, the government uh, forces around there, um, just because the OLA presence in that area has become um, that strong and that much of a, of a threat. Um, this might not sound that significant, especially considering how things are on some of the other bigger fronts, but um, it's it's actually it's actually a huge deal because um, um, what it means is Ole has successfully opened uh, another front in Aromia. Um, they've successfully um, trained troops there in that area over the last year or so. Um, they've uh, effectively um, set up supply routes there. Um, they've they've opened another front, which is uh, which is a huge deal. Um, as you guys know, Aromia is huge. It's like seven times the size of Tigray. So um, we should we need to sometimes, I guess, take a moment to step back and look at just the scale of the uh, of the operations that OLA is uh, carrying out and the scale of their operations. Um, they're literally now in every single corner of Aromia um, working together um, in a very organized and... Um, Cohesive manner. Um, so yeah, that's that's one major thing. Um, another thing, they they are building uh, um, forces as well in um, Ballet in RC area in, the, in that kind of uh, south central Romia. Um, and we know this because whenever uh, OLA is present in an area, um, you'll hear people are getting arrested for um, alleged connection with OLA um, civilians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're also building up a, a presence there, and that's again another front um, that they've managed to open. Um, in the southern front, they've made gains to the to the north. Um, they may soon break through into south uh, central Romia, um, which would be a huge, especially in terms of um, getting supplies and troops from southern Romia into um, south central Romia. Um, and also, there's there's been major fighting in Western and Central Aromia, um, huge huge battles with thousands of troops. Um, and recently, we've seen Ole acquire uh, better weaponry, heavier weaponry, um, more vehicles, um, things of that nature. So uh, uh, recently, Ole has just um, they've done a lot. They've uh, they've come far, and uh, I think if people took, uh, sat down and took a second to understand um, how significant uh, these things were, um, they'd they'd understand uh, the the level this army is operating at now is just uh, different than anything we've seen before. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's pretty incredible all the gains that have been made recently, especially just considering how vast Oromia is and mm. how you know different 
things are across the different regions and, and zones. So yeah. that's, that's pretty huge. It is, it is. It's, uh, it's very encouraging to hear, um, and, and witness, um, and it also really um, drives home how important it is um, for us to be there for Wabo as much as we possibly can in this moment. You know, we're seeing their operations expanding exponentially, um, as, to be quite frank, they need to at this moment, um, considering how things are developing in the country. Um, so, so support at this point is more critical than ever um but you know it's it's uh, extremely um encouraging like i say to to hear these um progressions being made um and hopefully with the support of of the Ottoman nation they'll be able to push forward um at the same pace and and hopefully even even faster in in the coming weeks and months um but actually, I just wanted to mention um, in regards to the first question that you posed, Maro, about reflections on this day of commemoration. And it kind of just popped into my head, Jalmes, as you were describing these advancements that are being made. Um, and it's something that's been playing on my mind um, a lot in recent times. Um, and that is... Um, the brutality of of the struggle um and the the difficulty of the fighting um that our fighters or that our freedom fighters um are currently going through um i i think one of my main reflections right now as the troops are growing um at such a quick pace um, and as they're engaging in more and more ferocious battles um, it's just how huge of a sacrifice that they're making um, and how challenging their day-to-day existence is in the midst of all of this um, fighting Uh, so I think that's one of the main things that have been playing on my mind recently that you, you know we have thousands and thousands of young Oromo people who are currently in the midst of this hell, essentially, um, that is the battlefield uh, and how desperately they uh, need us to support them in what they're doing because what they're doing is is helping us. You know, they um, need us to, ha- they need us to help them help us <laughs> I got there eventually um but yeah I think that's that's one of the main things that's been playing on my mind lately I think I think uh, maybe if I can add on to that too I think you know uh yeah you know this hype and energized moments uh for Webo recently you know like you guys have mentioned are beautiful and you know encouraging um I think however unless we really use this energy um, and turn it into, you know, organized, uh, almost uh, cohesive movement for change. I think uh, we'll end up going back to where we were yesterday. But at the same time, you know, going back to the point about advancement, I think it's really cool to actually see the advancement, for example, within the diaspora. I know, for example, my brother Mesa here, Jal Mesa here, has 
you know, recently um, him and his group have uh, English content uh, wobble uh, platform, you know, and so for me, like mm-hmm. compared to my parents and many other people that I don't speak a Afanaromo fluently, so it's kind of hard for me to understand. And, you know, uh, there's Amer- Amharic channels, I think, for me to be able to, like, sit down and follow that. And, you know, there's the Ija Oromia uh, uh, platform that's coming out that's, you know, showing reports about what's going on on the back, on the on the ground. And even, for example, the Free Oromia podcast, which I get a chance to tune into every chance that I get, you know, has engaged more youth uh, more than ever. And therefore, our power has just strengthened, you know, collectively uh, across the world. So um, mm-hmm. really just wanted to push that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case anyone's wondering, we didn't pay him to include us in there. <laughs> that was not <laughs> product, please. I'm expecting something later. <laughs> you were saying something, Mesa? Yeah, I, I just wanted to um, go back to Angatu's point about um, supporting um, Wobo during this time, especially um, as we, we've seen their advances in, in, in the last year. Um, I think the last time I came on, I was on this podcast was like a year and a half ago. I believe. And um, around that time, I knew from a very credible source that they had um, somewhere around 25,000 fighters. Um, now, today, I believe that number is like uh, closer to 100,000 fighters, which uh, sounds like a lot. It's um, it's four times more than um, Wobo has ever had in its peak in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's, still a smart, it's still a smart number for Aromia, uh, but um, it's it's a huge number of troops, and mm-hmm. those troops um, are a small fraction of the n- number of, uh, of uh, people that want to join. Um, I know that uh, in many areas there there are um, thousands of youth who want to join, but um, unfortunately they can't just because there's just not um, enough resources to. To, to, to support and train all of them and mm, mm, mm. yeah so although um, although a lot of their weaponry is uh, sourced from capturing it from the government um, yeah. sometimes they have to fill that gap on their own um, mm. again uh, they're they're a robot army and they're creating their own institution here and they're building their own um, supply lines and uh, supply routes and they're taking care of themselves you know um, unlike TDF, who had the the institution of uh, Tigrayan uh, government forces behind them um, when they became a force, uh, Wobo mm. doesn't have that. They don't have. They never had that uh, state institution behind them. So, um, mm. yeah, these it, there's going to be issues with supplies and getting supplies to them, and um, mm. making sure sure that every troop has uh, the, the supplies they need. And 100,000 troops is a huge amount of people. I mean, I've just looked it up now, as you mentioned it, Jalmesa, because I thought that is a massive number. And I know that, that those kinds of numbers are... Um, are equivalent to the entire, are equivalent to the actual army, entire army of a country. And as I've just looked it up now, the UK army has 82,230 active personnel. So we're lo- we're looking at those kinds of numbers. We're looking at the kind of numbers that actually reflect the size of the army of an entire country. Um, 
and and that requires a huge amount of resources um, to to be able to to support. And as you mentioned, Yalmesa, some of those resources uh, are captured from um, opposing uh, forces, um, but but it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. Um, it's really, really not enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's frustrating. And I think that should fuel all of us to want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we've, um, touched a little bit on how, uh, the situation is, is evolving at the moment and the kind of difficulties that, um, that all are currently facing um and you know it's a particularly difficult time in the war um considering uh things like the tdf withdrawal um and the tdf and ola alliance currently being in question and on top of that we're um hearing and seeing unspeakable massacres taking place um against Wolo Oromos in the Oromia zone um in the Amhara region um in eastern Wallaga um and against the Karayu Oromo um and other regions as well we're seeing these massacres taking place all across Oromia um and uh, for anyone who wants more information on this you can refer to uh the reports that are written that have been written by Ija Oromia um, and their Twitter account, which is at Eja Oromia, um, to to read more about these massacres that have been taking place. Um, but what is your view on these current conditions um, and the importance of supporting Ola at this difficult time? Um, I think uh, one thing um, we all need to remember is that, excuse me, I think one thing that we all need to remember is, is that um, Wobos, they're their own, um, they're their own entity. Um, they're trying to build their own um, institution. Um, and they, they are, they're an independent, uh, they're an independent thing, right? So um, although there is a, a strategic alliance, politically and militarily, with uh, the TDF, Ole has its own interests. They have their own agenda, and um, they have their own plans. And if uh, the dynamics of the situation in the country change, they will uh, change their plans accordingly. So um, uh, I think we need to um, make sure that we don't, we don't, you know, we don't take away Ole's independence from them. We have to understand that, uh, you know, the reason why they've been so successful this far is because uh, they haven't been afraid um, to um, make their own choices and um, go their own way that they believe is the best for um, the Oromo people. Um, Mm -hmm. And in this case, uh, they will do the same, regardless of whatever happens uh, further north. Um, Murrow has, has promised in... In his speeches multiple times, that uh, the uh, Ole will continue to fight, um, no matter what, until um, I think the line, the exact line that he said was something like, "Until the dirt uh, under my nails." Uh, um, as long as, uh, if one thing uh, as small as the dirt under my nails happens to um, an Aromo kid somewhere, um, 
then we're not going to stop fighting. So mm -hmm. um, I think, although it is, it's important that we are aware of what's happening there uh, in, in the North, um, everybody should feel confident that um, it, it will not affect uh, Ole's fight and um, they are prepared for it. Um, and another example of that is the fact that uh, when TDF did uh, withdraw from Polo, um, um, Ole forces uh, stayed behind with uh, the local Romo militias, um, and they're still fighting their government and um, Amara forces, as well as uh, forces from afar, um, all at the same time right now. So um, they have their own uh, plans and their own uh, agenda, which is important that we remember. Um, mm -hmm. And with all this going on right now, um, I think it's very important that we support OLA publicly and we amplify their military progress that they've made. Um, the biggest thing right now is that, I guess, we don't let um, their sacrifices be in vain. Um, we, um, they're dying so um, uh, the lives of Oromos will have um, meaning, you know? And when I say that, I mean when a people have an armed force um, and something happens to their people, an injustice, and they can react to that and defend themselves from it, mm. um, their, their, their lives, uh, on, I guess, on the international level um, matter more. Um, people care more. When, you know, when you can do something about it, um, when you can defend yourself, and um, then people care about it more. And uh, while they're making these sacrifices, um, so Oromos can have that uh, can have that um, human rights, you know, to, to for their for their lives to to matter. Um, mm. We need to uh, support OLA publicly and give them. Um, the legitimacy that they're fighting for in Aromia. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of effort by the government to still paint OLA as a, um, a rebel group that's running around in the forest, um, but um, they're they're not. They're they're a real army, and they need le legitimacy. And um, we can play our part in that by you know giving them, giving them public support and putting their name out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Put some respect on Wobo's name. Um, nice. <laughs> Snaps for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're so right, John Mesa. I think, um, I, I mean, I can't remember their precise quotes, but I'm, I'm you know, pretty certain that... Um, Malcolm X, as well as James Baldwin and Haj Aluhundesa have all expressed sentiments along the lines of um, freedom having to be fought for by those who seek it. You know, we have to fight and stand up and defend our own freedom. And that's, um, and like you say, that's, that's almost the only time when, uh, the world around you seems to recognize that you deserve the freedom that you're fighting for. Um, so yeah, we need to support Wobo in helping, in, in helping us claim 
what's ours. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's an important point that, that you brought up. Um, so, um, both of you, uh, Kayo and Jalmesa have been involved with, um, a fundraising effort and we'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about it. So can you describe the fundraising work that your team has been working on, um, how it began and who the focus group of your effort is um, and what you're up to right now? Yeah, for sure. I think I I definitely want to second everything that you guys said before this, Uh, but yeah, you know, one of my, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a as an activist, as an organizer myself, you know I I live off of quotes and uh, many mentors, um, and one in particular, uh, you know, always emphasized that there is a you know four prolonged pronged solution uh, to make change happen, uh, no matter the cause, uh, which are you know, and it's usually predicted uh, by recruiting you know highly energized people, uh, really understanding and learning the skills that they all bring to the table. Um, collectively, uh, in a way, designing a comprehensive plan and uh, most importantly, raising a lot of money. Um, and unless we're doing all four of those um, and then emphasizing on the fourth one, um, you really will not see change happen. You know, and I think uh, Jalangatu, going to your last point in reference to Malcolm X and Hachalu, uh, it's really important, you know, that our movement uh, is as strong as the soldiers we have. Uh, and, you know, and it's important that, you know, we equip these, uh, equip them with you know, enough food and resources um, to last these tough times. And I think going back to Jalmesa's point, it's really sad and unfortunate that our people are not dying because of lack of soldiers, but lack of resources, you know, and I think that's really unfortunate, you know. So I think really us collectively stepping back and reflecting um, is really important, you know, and we need to support uh, Wubble publicly. Um, However, contributing financially, I think is one of the easiest ways to get involved, uh, especially here in the diaspora, like I mentioned earlier, where we feel like we're disconnected. We don't understand what's going on back home and uh, we want to join the struggle, but we're all the way back here, you know? So um, I think the uh, the fundraising uh, platform you're re- referring to uh, was established uh, by a few local young leaders uh, to challenge exactly that point. Um, these leaders, you know, at that time invited a few of their close friends um, to a private Zoom call um, uh, and amongst about a hundred of them, uh, they on their first time, uh, fundraised about $15,000 uh, on their first call. And since then, you know, total of about three or four Zoom calls where uh, groups are averaging about 50 to 60 uh, are coming together and fundraising about $100,000, you know. And I think that mm. this, within this space, you know, as a our goal has to, uh, you know, as a group, we have decided to, you know, see how we can engage the youth, but also stay consent- consistent every month, you know, and creating a space space for those youth to join and, you know, engage in fun activities and, you know, truly fundraise collectively, you know, so, uh, and then again, once the money is received back home, we then have somebody back home, you know, send us a confirmation of getting the total amount. This, you know, I think personally has been incredible work because a lot of the youth that are joining this are under the age of 25 or in college, uh, but understand that, you know, by unifying and having collective effort, uh, we really can actually make change happen, you know. So, uh, and then most recently, we partner up with uh, 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 my brother here, uh, Jal Mesa, uh, and their uh, you know youth group uh, led by uh, again by the youth 
to give updates and encourage uh, folks to support monthly, not just whenever you have a dollar in your pocket or whenever you feel like it, but actually, again, going back to that point of institutionalizing this fundraising um, every month, you know, uh, really incredible work. But uh, uh, Jalmesa, you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, m much of this, uh, much of the, the, the fundraising efforts I was talking about is uh, led by the, the youth and they're, they're, they're going through routes that are um, much more transparent and uh, verifiable than they've ever been before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's incredible. And, you know, I think we've seen how passionate and enthusiastic the youth is in general, just about, you know, even more broadly, just claiming and showcasing their oromuma and their sabonuma. But mm. um, I think seeing young people taking it to the next level of actually taking action, organizing and producing tangible results, like there's literally receipts, mm. um, is incredible. And I think that you know, I don't, yeah, I think it's very, not only encouraging, but inspiring. And I hope that, you know, maybe if you don't have something like this happening in your own area, um, or if you're not, you know, part of the youth at all, or, you know, whatever it may be, I think, take that as a note that if, you know, young people, mostly under the age of 25, um, are organizing to this level and, you know, making this level of a contribution to the Gubso. And again, talking about dozens of people on a call and raising this much. Um, take that and think about it and think of how you can apply that to your own situation, your own community, um, mm. or even just how you can contribute and be part of that movement. Um, because this isn't a spectator sport. This is something that's all hands on deck. And um, I think the more people that take that level of initiative, it'll only exponentially, you know, increase the efforts and the, the end result. So mm. I think it's very inspiring to hear that, especially knowing that it's it's young people who don't really, you know, who aren't wealthy, who are not you know, just sitting on like hundreds or thousands of dollars, uh, being able to to do this is is huge. So yeah, mm. and I think um, what's what's even cooler is that the fact that uh, with Wobo right now, it's m most of uh, most of their soldiers are the youth as well. Um, they're young people who, you know, came from from school or um uh, had already finished college you know people in their really mm -hmm. early and mid 20s um who are joining right now um who are filling their ranks um mm -hmm. the same youth that um was protesting um a couple of years ago and um even the leadership of this army i mean john Morrow's only 35 which is relatively young um he's by far the youngest uh ola commander that's ever been so um, it's it's cool to see that uh, the general trend of our struggle moving towards uh, being in the hands of those who are going to be, um, you know, 
um, in control of the future of Aromia, the, the youth. Yeah, and honestly, you guys, this humanitarian assistance fundraising that you guys are doing is really so critical because Wubble is defending Oromia physically, right? Um, and we have to defend Oromia financially because, I mean, what else can we do when we hear about these massacres being committed against our people? Um, earlier, Jal Ango brought up, you know, some of the reporting that Ija Oromia has been doing and bringing to light some of these things, like horrific tragedies that are happening on the ground. And so in the face of that, um, you know, while Wubble is working to liberate us from state oppression and from, you know, this violence, we have to be able to work to support our people in those trying times so that ethnic cleansing committed by attacking forces are not the end of these communities, the end of our people's communities, right? So, you know, so that support can actually reach them and tangibly help them um, with, you know, getting the resources that they need. Um, so on the one hand, supporting Wubble through our public support, that's key, you know, through advocacy and all that. And then on the other hand, so is that humanitarian assistance fundraising. I think these are both really so critical um, and Jalango, I think you agree that, you know, we really want um, our listeners to be able to take part in this, um, in, in the fundraising that um, our guests here are, you know, helping to lead. Yeah, we need to just keep it happening, really. Um and uh, in order to do that, um, could you tell us how our listeners can contribute and how they can attend the next live fundraiser? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, to just summarize all of that, I think Maro did a good point and said, you know, all hands are on deck. You know, having all hands on deck definitely makes it easier for everybody that's implicated in these efforts. Um, I think the best part about our effort is that everyone can contribute, you know, uh, listeners can contribute by, you know, joining our monthly calls that we plan to schedule for specific days. I think going forward, I think like we mentioned, we want to make this once a month, uh, every month. Um, and, you know, those folks can come and contribute um, as a collective. Um, and, and then for those that, for example, may not be able to contribute financially, maybe it's that specific month, you know, you can leverage your, your networks and, you know, share our flyers, you know, publicly and invite your friends and family members. And as, as most people have been doing, you know, so I think uh, these are some of the ways that, you know, our you, the listeners here can contribute. And then, for example, Jalangato, I know you are somebody that is joining us all the time. And, uh, you know, it's usually from afar, uh, you know, so if you're outside of the U.S., you know, like Jalangato, you know, it's, you know, you know, these times may not be, convenient uh but you know we encourage any active listener to reach out to us so we can see how we can maybe establish for example uh, a satellite group in these specific regions you know i think i would love to see one of this happening in australia and europe and uh, all around the world you know and uh yeah so i think i really want to emphasize that uh and then lastly 
my uh, the Wabo Jabesa group um, has a website uh, that is actually up and running, uh, and they have a fundraising system which I find very unique, uh, where you can you know pledge to donate a certain amount, and you don't have to be bothered by text messages from Kayo every month saying join this you know this Zoom call, and you know right away uh, every month uh, you're able to contribute. You know, so yeah, I think these are a few of some of the uh, ways that uh, folks can, you know, contribute and uh, join us on our next fundraiser. We should have the date on that one very soon. But yeah, looking forward to connecting with you guys and uh, hearing more from you guys for sure. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and actually, uh, what our listeners can do is uh, follow Kayo and uh, Wobo Jabesa on Instagram. And that way, you know, you can get uh, updates on, on any upcoming fundraisers um, directly um, from them. Um, so if you could uh, perhaps share what your Instagram handles are um, so our listeners can go and follow you. Uh, mine is Kayo underscore Bashir. Okay, cool. So that's K-A-Y-O underscore B-E-S-H-I-R um, for Kayo. And uh, Jalmesa, where can we find Wobo Jabesa on, on Instagram? Uh, Wobo underscore Jabesa. Nice. And for anyone looking for the spelling of that Instagram handle, it's W-B-O underscore J-A-B. E-E-S-S-A-A. Fantastic. Um, and then are there any other important social media pages that our listeners should look out for? Um, there's also another page on Twitter called uh, uh, Aromia War Update. Um, and you can go there for um, a map showing uh, OLA-controlled and contested areas. Uh, as well as um, battle updates and things of that nature. And uh, yeah, that's that's another good source for all this stuff. Indeed. So uh, go and follow those pages um, and... Uh... And uh, make sure you check in, uh, check in there for updates about upcoming fundraisers and how you can also set up um, regular donations via the website that uh, Kayo mentioned. Um, I think uh, that uh, pretty much concludes uh, what we were planning to discuss for today. But um, you know, if anyone has any final remarks that they'd like to make and, um, you know, any final words of uh, encouragement and inspiration for our listeners, um, the floor is yours. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, what this program was able to summarize is that we all have uh, an opportunity to get plugged in and get connected um, and really uh, be be one with the movement, you know? So I think, uh, donating financially, you know, promoting the work. Um, all of these are efforts that we can all uh, do. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to just emphasize that. And um, as always, I uh, appreciate this uh, uh, this platform and uh, what you ladies are doing. So uh, shout out to you guys and uh, continue doing what you guys are doing. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, And I would say um, let's remember that uh, – Wobo is, is our force. It's it's your army. It's my army. It's it's all of our armies. And um, mm -hmm. when they when they lose, that's our defeat. And when they win, that's our that's our win. Mm -hmm. 
it's easy to um, kind of almost depersonalize them and, and, and have them in your head as, as, as heroes who um, never get injured or never get killed or don't suffer. But uh, the truth is they're, they're soldiers and um, they're soldiers in an army that's trying to grow and they're paying a, a heavy sacrifice uh, um, mm-hmm. for us and mm-hmm. for our freedom. And that's that's something that we should uh, never forget, and mm-hmm. um, that should be uh, a main motivator behind why we support them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's such a critical point that uh, you've just made, Jalmesa. Um, we can't afford to distance ourselves from um, these mostly young men and women, but also people of all ages, people as old as our grandparents, you know, giving their lives to to the struggle. Think of it as your, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, because the people who are a part of Wobo are just like the members of your family. They are ordinary Oromo people, Oromo citizens who have decided that enough is enough, who have decided that they'd rather risk death than to continue living under the oppression of the Ethiopian state. And if the circumstances in our lives were different and we were back home, we ourselves and our immediate family could be these very individuals who are part of the Oromo Liberation Army. And we need to support it as if that is the case. There is no other way. We can't, we cannot let a single life that is lost in the fight against the oppression of the Oromo people be lost in vain. That has to be forbidden to like for us. It has to be forbidden for us as a nation to allow that to happen in our minds, in our hearts, and in our pockets. So it's now whenever we need to step up to the plate. Yep, and as, and as you mentioned, uh, there are a lot of um, older people that are part of Wobo. You know, they come from all different age groups in all areas of Romania, and there are people in there who have who've been in there for you know two decades or you know 10 years um Mm. which is um insane you know and they they deserve to um see that victory that they've refused to give up on um uh, they deserve to um they deserve to you know have have their oath like not not to break their oath you know they've they've not left Wobo, so um so they wouldn't break their oath and um they deserve that victory or almost deserve mm. that victory, and uh, it's up to us to support them in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more with all of you. Um, there is no peace without freedom, and freedom is not free. So, yeah, I think that kind of uh, sums it up. It does. It does. Um well, thank you all for joining us today, um, Jalmesa, Kayo. It's been a pleasure to have you both on. 
and Jalango to be back with you as always. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Likewise. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in. You have been listening to the free Oromia podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. Um, the free Oromia podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, and more. You can also listen to all of our episodes at freeoromia.org slash podcast. And we want to hear from you. Um, so give us a call on the free Oromia podcast hotline and leave us a message. Tell us what you thought about our conversation today. Our number is plus one 430-755-0727. Um, and again, you can also reach us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at Team Free Oromia. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you for having us on. Bye-bye. Naimi <laughs> <laughs>